Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and this is the Hugh Crew Podcast. The Hugh Crew is women in power working together for the greater good. Information on connecting with this week's guests are in the show notes of this episode. And everything you need to know is at ilikehugh.com. All right. Okay, stop whispering. I know, sorry. (laughs) Use your Rana voice. Speak out, speak out. The loud voice. All right, you know, wow. Okay, we have the Hugh crew here. Together again. Together again. And hey, what do you think of this space? Beautiful. I know. It's been amazing taping here, and uh, we've had some really, really good times. And, uh, you know, um, I want to say it's about high time we uh, talk about a really uh, sensitive subject. We're just going to launch right into it. Wow. I'm just going to go right into it. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready too. Okay. Let's do it. Babies. E. Fertility. (laughs) I'm tired just thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm tired of wondering about it. I I had a call today with somebody who had three kids on her, like who were pulling at her while we were on our call. And I'm like, I've been there, done that, it's okay. So you have Uh, three, and Tracy, you have two. Two. I have none, and I'm 41. But how many do you have by proxy? So, so actually, how many are you an auntie to? So I'm an auntie to probably like 30. Okay, see, right? so you but, have you have a be, major well, job. But, but to be fair, um, my sister is just having her first. Oh, so my that's immediate exciting. family, okay. so I'm just about to be an auntie. So you're going to be a second mama for the first yes, time. That's yeah. so exciting. And yeah. uh, we were just talking about this before we walked in. I was like, I just moved like next door to her place. <gasps> oh my yeah, God, that's yeah, like my that, dream to I have know, my sister live next door to me. But, but that's my really, husband knows this already. But it's, it's just, <laughs> Culture though, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like yeah. it is. I feel like, and and I'm also she. She's my baby. Yeah, you know, like okay. I, she, she's yeah. like a good fifteen yeah. years younger than me. So oh, wow. just to be with her and support absolutely. her, absolutely. And, and to be oh fair, my gosh, I could cry. That's so nice. Is, I'm just taking her. Right, like yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna take her. <laughs> totally. But it's a lot of fun shopping for other kids, right? Yeah. Like, it is. Yeah. Now my own is a whole different story. Uh, <laughs> but you don't have to have one now. You've got one. I know. Surrogate. I think. I think. The issue is, and I mean, we just kind of jumped into it, is that um, there's an expectation. Yeah. Right? Oh, and yeah. whether it's a Your social is so, oh, yeah, yeah, expectation okay. or a cultural expectation, mm-hmm. there there's an expectation. You know, yeah. like people literally and wonder what's wrong with you if well, you do not have a child at okay. 41. But may I say, that's Please, a function yeah. of the patriarchy that we live in. I agree. Because women are full human beings, <laughs> yeah. despite Without, the usage yeah. of their uterus. Yeah. Really? Correct. They're really? Really? Or not, actually. Whether you have a uterus or not, whether you choose to have children or not, you are a full and complete amazing human being. So, yeah. My reproductive history is none of anyone's business, business. right? But it becomes yeah. business. I be, and I also think it's, it's somewhat political. Of right? course so, it is. So anyone, anytime anyone wants a wedge issue... And, I mean, we're just about to launch into two elections, and uh, we see what's happening in the States and across the world. Anytime anyone wants a wedge issue, it becomes abortion, right? Oh, okay. That's that's it. Yeah. Are you mm-hmm. pro... Reproductive yeah. rights, period, and, and, right? And that in itself, right, it just kind of perpetuates this idea I'm just going to take a sip yeah. as we talk about it, that. It just perpetuates <laughs> this you idea. You did that. that. You did that. It's not really Jeez. up to us somehow. <laughs> no. You know, and, and, and that's where the... That's the issue. Well, but it's interesting, too, though, the whole family kind of concept of what we call the family 
unit, you know, white picket fence, you know, two kids and a dog and mom and dad. It's changed. It's, I mean... I'm a bonus mom. You're a bonus mom. Yeah. And that was a first time. Yeah. always dated guys, really, that had children. And I don't... I guess just I'm a magnet for that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that there's so many blended families, mm -hmm. very much like you're saying. Like, mm -hmm. I'm very instrumental in my sister's, like, the yep. upbringing of her children. Um, I became an aunt at 12 years old. So it's, yeah, I've always been around it. But I think that, you know, what you're saying is like, Listen, people, you really have no rights mm -hmm. as to what I do in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. One, that's my yeah. business. Two, when I decide to have a child or don't decide to have a child, like it's just none of your business. Yeah, but it's also offensive in a lot of ways. Sorry to interrupt. No, no. But it's also offensive in a lot of ways because <clears throat> there's a lot of issues, right? So mm -hmm. I won't delve into it, but there's a lot of issues that people have. That prevent them of course. from having children yep. or making it very difficult to okay. have children. And the thing with asking somebody it's whether so or not they have children or whatever, it's like, do you know if that person has suffered a miscarriage before or had an ectopic pregnancy or yeah. whatever or issue they may have? Or premature ovarian failure. It is, or, you know, like it is a such a list of thoughtless question yeah. to ask. And I really wish that now in 2019 people would just stop asking. Because if somebody right. wants you to know the status of their uterus, they they'll tell you. And you know what? Or we'll unless you see up. the head actually we'll coming out, don't <laughs> yeah. ask if someone's pregnant. Yeah. How but, about that? Uh, never mind yeah. that, right? We look at celebrities. Like, I won't name any names, but we look at celebrities. <laughs> I'm like, name names. <laughs> name names. <laughs> okay, we look at Gabrielle Union, for example. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Who had multiple miscarriages. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, She's Dwayne a bonus Wayne, mom, too? She, she's a bonus mom, yeah. but now they had a baby right. through okay. surrogate. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then Dwayne Wade also has, like, a side child who will remain <laughs> nameless on social media. You know, because it was around the same time. Mm. And so, but you look at it and people are tearing down Gabrielle like she's my best friend. Mm. But like, obviously, you know. You're like, going to stick up for her. I hear you. her down because she's not a real mom. <gasps> and oh, I'm just like, wow. that's so disappointing. That's so painful. Sad. Yeah. But yeah. also, you know, as a bonus mom, I look at it like, Kelvin's been amazing as far as being like, I will manage the dynamics of Khalid's mom in that relationship, mm -hmm. right? But also, I it's hard because when the child comes to you and says, well, my mom says you don't like me, I'm like, um, well, I love you, and I love both people that made you. So if you have other questions, go back to your parents, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And learning to kind of know how to navigate mm -hmm. that. Because Absolutely. in this yeah. day and age, let's be honest, marriages aren't lasting, like they mm -hmm. used to. So the yeah. likelihood that you will mm -hmm. have a blended family mm -hmm. at some point in time in your life is increased, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Or that or that you may come by, like another girlfriend of mine, her yeah. sibling passed away. Oh. So she assumed guardianship of that wow. sibling's child. Wow. So now she has a bonus child that yes. she has raised at her, as her own yes. um, since this child was about 14 maybe, wow. which again is a critical age. Yes. So yes. someone would say to her, like, you're not that child's mother? Like, that's a, yeah. that's a painful thing to, to say. Yes, child. exactly. No. To be, yeah. and that's why I'm never like, I don't want to be your mom. I'm not your mom. You have a great mom. Mm -hmm. I love her. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. Yeah. But when it comes on to um, impacting or imparting something yeah. into somebody's life, yeah. that comes in multiple, multiple yeah. forms, and, right? And, you know, and, and then, and then you're good. kind of getting to the, you're, you're, you're really just getting to, to this entire conversation. And I believe it's cultural mm -hmm. in a yes. lot of ways yeah. that yeah. I know from my world, mm -hmm. you know, and... I'm like a 50-50 cultural person, right? Yeah. Like I just I just 
basically do what I want. That's, that's, that's I think that's a very first-generation yeah. immigrant yeah. thing very, to say. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Right? Yeah. And most of us were first-generation. Yeah. Yes. You kind of half, and you're... You, you can dip one leg in and hear the totally. old-school stuff, and you're just like, no, don't like that. And you're like, yeah. okay, I'm over here now. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But, yeah. but it totally. does take a village. Yes. And, yes. and I think that um, in a world that is so divisive and mm-hmm. negative and and racist at times, yeah. um, when you're... When you're Supporting babies yeah. and you're you're teaching them things. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you want as many people. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. with with caring people and good humans yeah. talking about how to be a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to be teaching them that you that you make decisions based on empathy and mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be an a hole. Excuse my language, but yeah. the learn the things that you want to teach children. And in a world that's so. Sh- Shitty, I'm gonna say it. Yeah. We can't swear we're so not for television. Yeah. You know, let's embrace the village, yeah. right? Yeah. Like not yeah. not not make everyone feel bad or almost like you're missing something because you are not the leader of mm-hmm. the child, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be the leader. You just be good. One of the topics that I was thinking about for my blog, actually, an upcoming uh, post. So I don't know if you saw my post on my, just a few days after my birthday, about my sister mm-hmm. and how she's basically like my kid's second yeah. mom. Okay. Yeah. So she was like you. Mm-hmm. She was single, didn't have kids of her own. But when I had my first child, she was basically there from the get-go. I had a C-section. I couldn't even do anything. She was there and like helping me carry the yeah. bassinet and all this stuff, right? Yeah. Hollywood Jack. She is his second mom. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And in, in Filipino culture, like she's his godmother too. So yeah. all my kids call her Ninang, which which is, means godmother, yeah. which is the closest thing you can get yeah. to me, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for her presence in their life. But one of the things about the village is that, I don't know if you guys, when you were growing up, but you didn't have just one mom, but every mom yeah. at that a, party yeah. or at that gathering yeah. Yeah. was your mom. Oh, and if she looked, looked at, at you, you or gave you that, you better stop. You, you best you, be. You stop. And yeah. don't make yeah. me go talk to you. And mom. that's how yeah. I raise my kids. Yeah. So it's like, it's not just me. And if a friend, if like we're out a bunch of people and a friend of mine admonishes my child for doing something, it's like, oh, Hands up, sister. Yep. Thank yep. you, because I didn't yep. catch it, whatever. Yep. They know that somebody else is watching them, and yep. it's not just me, but that I've empowered my village yep. to act on my behalf because for I the greater good. But that's a cultural yeah. thing, right? though. But I, it I, isn't, I, it isn't. You, you, uh, like, to me personally, I feel like it's a cultural thing, because I know a lot of... You do the same thing, then. I do a lot of yeah. people. I, like, I jump into a lot of conversations that I probably shouldn't, right? <laughs> so I have, um, to be fair, like I have like 13 or 14 or 15-year-old nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. right? And I'm always the one that people call, quote-unquote, <laughs> when they're, you know, making in bad trouble. decisions, yeah. right? Um, but I jump in, and yeah. I yell, and I do my thing. And not not yell, but, I mean, I definitely... You scold. Um, I so, definitely scold. And, and then, yeah, jumping into, yeah. into the conversation or whatever now, because I can see it's like... Um, you know, for our culture, Japanese, mm-hmm. it, it's very reserved. And I have my cousin here, Marl, and she could, you know, she can vouch for that and you know we just don't do that but we are very close but I'm just wondering too the yelling and, and I'm thinking Italians and Portuguese you know mm-hmm. they yell at each other and, mm-hmm. and it's all like noise 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 <laughs> but they're so together as Absolutely. a family mm-hmm. but I think that comes from Does the core work? values right sure. and yeah. what I was going to say is like I worked in daycare for four years 
And really? yeah, <laughs> I did. No, so no, my no, childbearing no. stuff is amazing. Like no, I, I can be like, there's kids yelling with me. Listen, I'm like, I can hear kids yelling behind me, know who it was mm-hmm. that picked on who, mm-hmm. just yell without looking and they stop. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm literally the lady in the store who like, your kid's having a tantrum, I look at your kid. Like, she you would say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you need to stop. And the kid's kind of like, hmm. I'm like, I know your mother's never done that to you before, yeah. but you're yeah. gonna listen to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, don't ruin my shopping experience. Been there, done that. Because in my life, all it took was the thought that you were going to get the look. Right. If you got right. to the look, totally. things were over. I'm yeah. 31 this look. week. Yeah. I'm 31 yeah. this week. Yeah. And my mom could still be like, Shayna. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that yeah. voice. I'm going to stop. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. mom. <laughs> no. but, but I think that that's even, and I know we're jumping around, but yeah. even I think yeah. that, that, that part's even... You know, at 41, yeah. it'll be different, Yeah. right? So um, I think that when I was 31, my parents could look at me the wrong way and everything would shut down. I'd be like, right. oh, I'm not pushing that button, right? Because <laughs> yeah. right? you don't yeah. want to kind of whatever. Like, you still feel like you're a child. But you get to yeah. give that look but, as an aunt. But mm-hmm. I get to give that look yeah. as an aunt, but at 41, you now have parents who are dependent on you, Yeah. right? So mm-hmm. I, I, guess, I guess the point is, is that people do the best that they can do. Yeah, literally. You know, people do the best that they can do. And we're trying to produce good people. Yes, good humans. If you're trying to produce good people, either embrace the village Mm -hmm. and have aunties and uncles and doing all, um, whoever else, kind of helping with Role models, right? Role models. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you can't do that for whatever reason, then at least try your best. All you have to do and I know it's really hard and it seems really easy from a non-mom, but teach your kids to be good people. Mm-hmm. Like, the world sucks. Yeah. You know what? My so, friend was at a like, dog park the other day. Yeah, he was talking about bad puppies. I'm like, no, no, there's no bad puppies. There's just bad owners. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing yeah. with kids. Yeah. There's no such just thing as bad so kids. What, just what parents is, who don't pay attention or who don't what care. What is a good person? What what? What constitutes I good? Have a, I have the answer to that. Well, you go first. You go first. <laughs> well, I didn't love it. I, 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 let's let's kick it to our audience. Yeah, let's see what they think. Moral, what, what constitutes a good person in your mind? That's tough because I think it's really multifaceted. Mm. I think we need to um, look at the empathy side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, empathy is, is mm-hmm. a good attribute. Mm-hmm. Um, helping others, being authentic, mm-hmm. um, being real. Um, but for children, being a good person, it's hard, right? Because when we're talking about kids, we don't want to say good and bad. Be mm-hmm. good. Yeah. You know, and for them, they're like, okay, well, what, what, what's what good? You? you know, yeah. my personality is to be really energetic. Mm-hmm. So is that good in one parent's eyes? Is my, you know, my son, both of my kids are very, very energetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we're talking about other people, other parents, they, not everyone likes that. Mm-hmm. Something <laughs> that um, my boyfriend says is, and this is how he raises Khalid, is should something happen to him, right? He's military, so should something happen to him and he can't come back and somebody else has to take over raising Khalid, are you going to become a nuisance or a burden to somebody else or are you going to be able to be like self-sufficient and go in and kind of take care of yourself and all of that kind of stuff? I think that, and we've had the good and bad discussion mm-hmm. before, yeah. Yeah, right? Absolutely. But I think it boils down to, do you have manners? Mm-hmm. Are you respectful? Mm-hmm. Can you take direction? Mm-hmm. Because when you're a child in anybody's home, 
and even an adult in somebody's home, mm-hmm. you still have to take direction. Can you mold and adapt into your surroundings? Mm-hmm. And but at the baseline, be kind totally. and be and helpful. I think that's the word. But I think, I think, I think it's, it's the word. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I think it's kindness. Yeah. It's about being it's kind. Exactly. And yeah. I think yeah. that that word is uh, underutilized. Yeah. Though I see it rising. Yeah. And I think that word needs to overtake good because totally good agree. has no values. It has no values for children. children. You're actually right. right. It is. Yeah. I yeah. think kind is, it, it embodies empathy. Yeah. It embodies exactly. authenticity. Because yeah. for and a it child, embodies respect. For a child who's five, yes. you say be yeah. good. They'd have no reference to that. But if you say use your kind words. That's right. Use your kind, please and thank you. And I tell my kids all the time. No matter what somebody looks like, talks like, dresses like, everybody, everybody has yes. the same mm-hmm. feelings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How would you like somebody to make you feel? Yeah. Really do you important. feel? Do you feel? You know, are you using your kind words to yeah. this person? Are you making them feel happy? That's are you right. making them feel sad? That's, That's right. How, <clears> yeah. If you use that as a basis, yeah. then they grow to be. Exactly. But the whole point is that that starts at home, right? And when we're talking about the village, so as like first generation Canadians, Mm -hmm. right? The village looks very different. We all are. Yeah. Yeah. It's very different (laughs) from when you go back home. Oh, 100%. Right? But it's interesting raising kids as second generation now. For sure. Because I feel like I grew up in Manila. Even though I grew up in Winnipeg, (laughs) it was Manila within the four corners of my house. So my kids have like the best of both worlds, right? They have that old school mentality of respect your elders. And, you know, like with the greeting of the the godparent, you know, like all that stuff, along with their North American counterparts of, okay, I live in this current society right. and I can bring those old world values yeah. into this. Yeah. It's a really so interesting mix. So I'm going to throw it to yeah. Andrea and her sister Ashley. So are, yeah, you feel the same sentiments as uh, I think Susie? Shana, yeah. Shana. Well, everyone yeah. pretty much answered um, you know, the question of just being mm-hmm. a good person, being kind, doing and just good in this world. Yeah, and just yeah. being respectful to yeah. mm-hmm. everyone around you. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. really important. And also being able to adapt with yes. so your important. surroundings is very important as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to throw it out like, okay, so I am like really, really old school. And actually, I'm, I'm second generation uh, oh, Japanese. Yeah. Yes, I didn't know yeah. that. my parents were born in Haney, BC, which is now Maple Ridge. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, but no they're idea. part of the internment. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And they settled here in Winnipeg. Um, but, anyways, when I was growing up or whatever, I was the only mm-hmm. different one. Mm-hmm. I was the only oh, totally. Asian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what was the experience like for you girls when you were growing up? Um, was there any even kind of a acknowledgement or anything? And I don't know. Was there even when you were growing up that you were... There was a handful of people yeah. like me, like a handful of half Filipinas, but yes. there was not. Wow. And now I meet them all. We're at the same age. I'm like, where were you 30 yeah. years ago? Yeah. We could have gotten together. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So like even but you girls it's growing different up. Now. Yeah. I don't was know. It? I guess for us growing up, we've always kind of been in like going to school and stuff, it was very diverse. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we always had friends in different, um, you know, ethnicities and cultures. And Mm -hmm. so we were able to adapt that way Mm -hmm. and just to be able to accept everyone for who they are. And like, you know, we just, (laughs) we put out so much love in the world. Our parents always taught us to be kind Mm -hmm. and, you know, just Mm -hmm. things like that. So I think, um, you know, surrounding yourself with the different people and the different right. cultures really kind of shaped us to who we are. Yeah, and also back home, like, our mom always taught us to always treat everyone with, like, equal and respect, and, yeah, mm-hmm. so that also kind of, like, shaped us to 
to who you are and yeah. those core values yeah, core, yeah. in the home, right? Like I think that we don't do enough of that. When we look from a business and a branding perspective, mm. right. we go, what are the core values of your business? What's the core <laughs> values of your company? Mm-hmm. But how many of us have sat down and said, what do I actually believe in? And also as you evolve and you grow, mm-hmm. that shifts, mm-hmm. right? What I valued mm-hmm. at 20 Thank God, it's not what I value anymore, (laughs) right? And when I have, and when I met Kelvin and he's 10 years my senior, it's like, whoa, there's very different priorities here Mm -hmm. and you have to shift again Mm -hmm. and then, No, no, I was going to say, so one of my favorite quotes that I saw this week was that changing your mind after getting new information does not make you a hypocrite. Mm. And I thought that was so so profound because you cannot get stuck in a way of thinking because you thought that 10 years ago. Because things change. People change, times change. Yes, so you think, okay, I might have thought that 10 years ago, but I've evolved. I've moved Mm -hmm. past that. This is now my new value set and I'm going to work from this point on. And I thought that was so good to not get stuck in that trap of, well, I guess I have to think this forever now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I just think it's super interesting, right? Because just how you guys are talking about uh, um, growing up in diverse areas. Like, I actually did not grow up in a diverse area. I actually legitimately, until I was probably 20-something, was the only brown person, quote-unquote, in my entire... Because I grew up in, like, rural Manitoba, right? Mm. So there was nobody but us. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to what happens in the home, yeah, right? Even though I wasn't surrounded by anyone who looked like me, who acted like me, who had to go home like me, or whatever it was, um, because I was so strong in my the ways that I was raised... Yeah that it kind of influenced those people who had never seen anyone brown before. Mm-hmm. So I remember going to parties and being snuck out to parties or whatever when I was a kid. <laughs> Mom and Dad don't watch this. <laughs> and I remember going to um, going to just like, whatever, like just going out and uh, when people would see it, and people who I'm still friends with, yeah. right? People who are just like my kind of ride mm-hmm. or dies. Mm-hmm. They would make sure that there was no booze around me at that time yeah. because we don't. The family doesn't drink. Yeah. They would make sure that they, when they were getting pizza, there was no pork. Yeah. And I, I, and I remember incidents. Like I remember instances where you know my friend Jules or someone would be like, "Ron, well, there's pork on there. You can't eat it." From across the room. Yeah, that's good. You know, yeah. just being yeah. at a party and. Yeah. But it just goes to show how one person yeah. being strong in who they are can actually influence everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's. Super important because if you're mm-hmm. strong in your house and your parents and your family are teaching mm-hmm. you those core values yeah. of who you are, mm-hmm. you know. And there's something that really upset me at the time, and I see it now. And I remember being in Fredericton, and I was just talking about it. Like I remember uh, after going to, um, I remember we'd go to weddings like when we were young, and we'd come back with hand all over our hands. At that time, this mm-hmm. is like in the in the eighties. And people would be like, hey, what's that in your hands and blah, blah. And then I remember thinking, oh, that's ugly. Mm. Like, I don't want to, I don't want that on my hands because it's yeah. ugly. And then I see it now and I'm just They've like, all got tattoos? Who, who <laughs> legitimized this? Yeah. Like, who legitimized this? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but I, like, why did somebody else have to legitimize something that was mine, that was yeah. ours? Right. And I think that that's a really important question. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's a racial issue. Yeah. You know, we, whether you're Filipino, whether you're from, you know, from, from you know, East Indian yeah. or Pakistani or Iranian, like, wherever you are, yeah. Japanese, like, we have to be able mm-hmm. to be 
absolute in who we are. But also be yeah. resilient, right? So yeah. I grew up yeah. in Fort Richmond, went to French immersion <laughs> school. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? I remember at the grade six lock-in, I really liked this one boy, whatever. <laughs> and... You know, we're having like a dance party to end sync, like bye bye bye. Yeah. And he's like, But why do you dance like that? Because I'm all hips. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have Caribbean culture in yeah. me. This is how we move. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are your thighs like that? What do you mean? Because you don't see the differences mm -hmm. until yeah. other people point, point them out. out. But the difference, and it's really crazy. I'm going to be like really transparent right now. But the crazy part is that it took like watching BET back yeah. in the day to be like, Huh, like I look like those girls, kind yeah, well, of. And, that's and coming back, it's and, like yeah. identifying girls or women on, you know, on TV. With but that's the what Ron is talking about in a completely different way. I never felt bad about myself nope. at that point, but I was like, maybe we are different. But like, I'm still gonna dance like this. Mm -hmm. I like it. It works for me, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then what's the message? So, so then essentially, yeah. the message is different isn't wrong. Right. Wow. Like and being different is, isn't. Yeah. Yes. But I also think that in, in now in 2019, there's so much more diversity. Like yes. kids my kids' mm -hmm. age don't oh, get it, which is fantastic mm -hmm. yes. because there's no one who's the only whatever. There's yeah. so much mix. Like my when I used to go to a party with my parents, mm -hmm. my dad would be the only white guy there. Mm -hmm. And now yeah. it's like, oh, there's so many of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're all yeah. lined up for the punch yeah. seat. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's such a different scene. It's just mm -hmm. like, thank goodness, because yeah. no one will ever feel alone or different yeah. anymore because we're all different yeah. now, but which I is great. Like people do, though. They do. They do. And that's usually it's getting lesser and lesser. And, lesser. Like, and I think that's, yes. the, that's the, the point, right? Yeah. But, but I think it takes it's a, time. But it's also a different conversation, right? So if we look at, like, black culture, that's going to be my example right now. We look at a white girl that might go to, you know, Jamaica and get braids put in and mm -hmm. come back with cornrows. And we're like, that's, like, your appropriate. Like, yeah. what is that? Cultural, cultural, cultural appropriation, yeah. mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, have a rest. Go sit down. Mm -hmm. It's okay. okay. So let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Okay, so, <laughs> so my question then is... So, I'm going to stay out of this conversation. <laughs> no, no, like no. But it's about... Because I always see things as... It has to be really extreme for me to view it as appropriation. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a, there's a fringe element who isn't even involved in right. the actual original culture who right. calls it appropriation as yeah. opposed to appreciation. I right. think there's trendy yeah. things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people like to stir the pot. Yeah. Right? Okay. And so I think and that... And it comes a lot to food, too. Like, some people oh, will say, yeah. like, nobody yes. but Filipino people should cook Filipino food. And it's just right. like, well, no one's going to get to taste it then. Like, yeah. unless you go to Lola's house, like, yeah. why can't we make this more mainstream yeah. as an appreciation thing? But at the end an of integration the day, thing. right, that's the whole point is that it is about integration mm -hmm. let's fast forward 50 years it's going to be a melting pot <laughs> yes right yeah. Hallelujah. It's, already, it's already happening yeah. and the thing is there's so much goodness mm -hmm. and if you look at amongst the cultures we have a lot of the same things that we call different yeah, names. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I know, and they're we all the same. We eat the same yeah, foods. We, you know, all we of all that. We all eat rice. I can, right? I can say rice. Right. Everyone in the audience also eats rice. Yeah. 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 yeah, right? You know, we're all eating yams. We have roti. We do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have curries. We do them differently, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. You know, I have to do this. I'm always that person. There are some things that should not be done. There just are some things that are not just cultural. Mm -hmm. They carry different weight. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. So 
Nobody in this universe today is going to tell me mm-hmm. that being at Coachella wearing a, a, a headdress oh, no, no, is no, in any way that That's not the same thing. No, no, no. no, 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 no but, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's start at that. <laughs> yeah. And also, even for Hannah. Yeah. Right? Hannah has a specific meaning. cultural meaning yeah. mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. It's not just a decoration. Right. Mm-hmm. No. It's not just it's to a look ritual, pretty. correct? It's just something about it. Yeah, yes. like there, there, there is, there is something more symbolic, detailed yeah. and yes. symbolic yes. about yes. what it means. Yeah. So I think that, you know, are you going to wear something that's beaded or embroidered? That's a different kind but of I story think, because everyone, like you're saying, we're where does you it cross see the line it, of being fashion? Mm-hmm. But this is what, that, what the conversation story, is. Right? Is there is fashion and then there's culture yeah right so if I'm wearing a kimono today because I decided yes. to yeah right but I'm like I'm making a fashion statement with this mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to demean the cultural representation yeah. behind yeah. it then I think that's something different when we yeah. go in blind okay so that's interesting because I mm-hmm. and you can chime in because you yeah. obviously know this yeah, culture better than I do but yeah. there have been like media pieces put out about Japan, yes. Japanese culture saying mm-hmm. we love it when people take our culture yes. and, and make Kim, it their own. Yes. Kim Kardashian, yeah. Yeah. Kim's line Kim's was line. called Kimono, yeah. yes. and she's now changing the name because mm-hmm. she had so much backlash. So how do you feel yes. about oh, yeah. that? How do I feel about that? I don't think anything about it. I okay. think that if she wanted to call it kimono, but she was, you know, incorporating some cultural pieces, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe she likes the Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. I then, don't know. I, I'm or, fine with it. I'm fine or, with it. Yeah. But see, yeah. and I, I, but this is, and I, I yeah. to, I'm totally on the opposite page of you guys. It's good. We love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because, you know, this becomes a conversation about allowing people to have their own space. Right. So for me, and, and, I, and I would go to, you know, indigenous culture. Mm-hmm. It's not my place in any which way to step in and decide to promote a or, or advocate. It's just not my place. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. somebody else's world and it's somebody else's culture. Sorry. And is it, is and, it, and, does and, it become offensive me, when they're making money? I think mo- it's no, no. super offensive. But when they're making yeah. money off it, uh, as opposed totally. to just appreciating it, appreciating right? Because when we're turning story. Benjamin's yeah. over, Kim Kardashian. Hand over fist. Sorry, but Kim Kardashian is not sitting there being like, oh, I love it so much. No, yo, like you're making billions of dollars off this. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that there's people within the Japanese culture who probably had the same idea and the same process. But, but, but you know what? I just think, like, mm-hmm. use, like, there, there's have different for, world. Like, yeah. there's different For things. example, we have, um, we have a, a group of folks at the Japanese Cultural Center who are non-Japanese, and they're extremely involved. Yes. Um, yeah. We started a kimono dressing um course and wow. the ladies that run it are not Japanese mm-hmm. right. um that's amazing so that's they, and they yeah. know the specific terminology for every mm-hmm. single piece mm-hmm. and they will be um you know dressing yeah. us at folklorama yeah. yeah oh wow no, no I wonder, but I think I think it's two things right yeah like to your point if there was somebody in the culture and you sat on that idea too bad for you Sorry, right? Then the other thing is, if there are people in the culture who can embrace it and do something with that, we have Caribbean spots in the city that literally I'm like, I really admire your effort to try and cook like us. Are you going to come to one in my house? Sure. However, (laughs) 
you didn't hit the mark. So <laughs> go back and get some lessons. Learn. Right? And this is coming from a non-cook, but I am a mm-hmm. food connoisseur. Yes. Right? Yes. And so, this conversation. Right? <laughs> right? And so then it boils back to, like, if you're open and you're willing to learn and you're willing to keep the cultural mm-hmm. values and heritage of something and uphold it and teach that, I have no problems. If so what that comes down yeah. to for me is mm-hmm. the intention. Behind well, it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Great. That's great. Great. You don't. I think we don't. Kardashian's intention is no. You well, to make money. Right. Yeah. Right. But so, we also but, but I think that. So, so, so to be fair, but I think okay, that's, that's a very high level. When you cut a culture out of making money, that's the trouble piece I have. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't say making money, but when they when they are left out of the process mm-hmm. with the intent for somebody else to profit off of that, that's when I okay, get Okay, so my I have back. a question. Yeah, sure. I have yeah, a question. Sure. Yeah. So if you would like to incorporate or build a company or a product, a service, whatever, based off of cultural, you know, processes, whatever, do you think that you should then reach out to somebody from that culture and say, would you like to partner with me on this? Well, yeah, because well, so you need I don't even think how you would do you that. Yeah. Because how would you think that you have the so, expertise, so the wherewithal to do that? There's a DJ who's from Toronto, and he's Caucasian. He speaks better patois than a lot of Jamaicans I've mm. ever met. Mm-hmm. And he is, but he has submerged himself in the culture, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Wow. So his brand is literally white boy, mm-hmm. but he speaks like, on patois and this is what he uses to market himself but he's in jamaica more than a lot of jamaicans so my thing is if you again if you have submerged yourself into a culture i'm gonna go back to my quote learning new information (laughs) (laughs) exactly no but see there's so many many nuances to it but but to submerge yourself in a culture because you love or you respect yes and i've done that in different cultures yes Yes. so but we're not talking about that I'm talking about people mm-hmm. I know. who legitimize somebody else's right. world yeah. just yeah. because yeah. you have some privilege of some kind. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. not. I'm talking. To so be, that goes back so to this intent. Is, well, yeah. this, but no, I think it's more about privilege. Your world and your universe is such that you can take something from my world mm-hmm. that you used to make fun of. You can explore But now it. you realize you're going to make money off yeah. it. And now suddenly it's good for everybody to work. Mm-hmm. That's a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, like I, and, and I hear you. Use no, Hannah no, no, as an no. example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. use Hannah as an example. Yep. <laughs> Suddenly so it's what cool. About, so what about all the Hannah artists? Ham and cheese egg rolls. Oh, no. what about <laughs> <laughs> Those are terrible. <laughs> there is a Hannah artist who's yes, not, you know. Yeah. Right? I know yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And, but maybe that Hannah artist went to India and went and learned from a master and went and did all that. I can see that. You know, like you uh, said, yeah. submerging yourself but, in the culture. You know, I know what you're talking about, but then, okay, so then what you should see is in their write-ups and in their yes. brandings and, 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 yeah. and in their marketing, mm-hmm. something about the cultural relevance of what you are doing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So to just walk out and be like, oh, Hannah, 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 but you've yeah. never even once mentioned what's the significance where it came from, mm-hmm. what's the value of it, mm-hmm. and now you're just making hand over fist, dollar after dollar. Yeah. That's all I'm asking so for. My I'm second just question saying, is, at yeah. least pass on the education. Yes. 
Are, yes, what is the yes. Best? yes. But do okay, people yeah. outside North America even think about that? No, no, no that's kind of question. But my no, thing is, it's like, is great. anyone in India or the Philippines having this conversation? No. 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 <laughs> but this is, this so is I wonder why. Yeah, they're kind of struggling. <laughs> it's, a, it's such a great area. And I made this comment earlier in one of the other segments is that you have to live and die by the sword that you choose. So if you're somebody who's like, I know nothing about this, I'm starting a business on this, I'm going out to promote it, and there's backlash, good for you, handle it. Deal with it. Right? Now, if you're somebody who's truly vested into a culture and you're like, I probably know more than you, because you know what? Being black doesn't mean that I know more about black Mm -hmm. culture than anybody else in this room. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Right? So at the end of the day, you have to educate yourself. I love what you're saying about making sure that you can then pass it along from an educational standpoint. I think that's really important. But the other thing is if that's not your jam and you're just a good businesswoman or businessman, power to you as well. Because you know what? Somebody else sat on that thing that you guys do naturally every single day, mm-hmm. and they chose to not monetize it. So I'm not going to knock anybody but either way. Some people don't monetize. <laughs> we are it. not going because to agree on it. Because it's not meant to be monetized. <laughs> because it's okay. sacred. Or because it's, sacred. It's, yeah. it's not yes. meant to be monetized. Uh, but, but you have taken something that is spiritual and cultural of somebody else. Yes. Like the wind catchers and Dollarama. I'm talking yeah. about. So but listen, that's cool. But you have to yes. be able to accept the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be able to accept the fact that people like me are going to look at you and be Which like, whoa. Oh, totally. But, but let me yeah. ask you a question. That's all I'm saying. So but I think they're ready for the side. Why are you monetizing something I think they're ready for the side. Like, you know, like, you don't do that. That's yeah. so offensive. So like, look at yeah. this. I went to a local Caribbean restaurant this week. Are we okay? going to talk? <laughs> no, 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 no. I have to talk about this. This is a different restaurant. So I do eat a lot of food, and this is why it looks so great. Okay. And... But it was interesting to me because what they did was they did a North American take on a Caribbean menu. There you go. Okay. And, and so we're doing the opposite now, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. for me, I was like, it was delicious. Mm-hmm. But I came for like my jerk chicken and my <laughs> yeah. Yeah. fish yeah. and I came for all my dishes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that what you're saying about the cultural aspects is there's so much tourism that happens, right? So when people go to Jamaica and they're like, I had jerk chicken. When you didn't have the real thing. <laughs> Okay, you had the like resort chicken. style. Yeah, resort yeah. Chicken. Oh my god, that was, was totally it next to the down. chicken fingers? Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, and, yes. and then you come back and you're like, I love Jamaican food. Or yeah. I love. Did you have okay. the curry goat? Oh, right. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like you, yeah. you had the goat that was really chicken because you, you had handle the Applebee's the goat. <laughs> chicken. Yeah, you know. So I think that we have to look at it both ways. But I can food, help. you guys. Food is not something that's spiritual or cultural. Cultural to an extent. Oh, but it can be. Sa- I think food super, is sacred. But I'm talking way, about legitimately. Yeah, I know. Okay, so now we're getting practices. into yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. We, but if it's we, food, look, we've agreed to disagree. But if you're going to slam that, gonna be yeah. that person, right? If you're so, going to slam that, then that means nobody who isn't Hindu or whatever should ever go to yoga. But, no, but but that's oh, well, oh, that's on. a different story. Though. Oh, is it though? But that's because it's the same. No, no, and you don't want to get me started. It is probably one of the longest culturally appropriated pieces of North American culture. I'm not down with it. Like okay. I, you don't I do downward dog yeah. with it. Yeah, but I can actually do it because it's part of my world. I don't know. You know, but it's just okay. going mm-hmm. back to I'm, like so. To be fair, like yes. I'm, I'm not talking about to wrap about this up. To wrap this up, I'm talking about super spiritual cultural things that you do mm-hmm. in the sacredness of either weddings or funerals yeah. or yes. something very spiritual. Yeah. That is a totally different thing, and you cannot equate that to food. Mm-hmm. You just cannot do that. 
Okay. Rhonda, yes. I love your point. I value your point. And That's I respect. my way. Okay, so there we go. We're all this in the political ending. We all in all right, so you're going to teach us more about the yoga poses yes. and the shantra yeah. and whatever. Yes. Yeah, yes, sorry. Is it any so, so we never have a lot of things to talk about? No, never. Never. never, never. Oh, well, thank you so much, girls. Awesome. You know, thank you to uh, Swish Co-Create. Yes, this amazing absolutely. Space. And yeah. thanks to our guests. Thank and thanks for yes. our guests. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Hugh Crew Podcast. For more Hugh Crew, go to ilikehugh.com. For listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.